GPL Podcast, sponsored by Vintage Minnesota Hockey, your exclusive source for throwback Minnesota jerseys. Visit VintageMNHockey.com. Now, here's Hammy, Vigo, and your host, Jupiter. back from our winter break just like our favorite hockey team is and uh did you have a nice month off Viggs? yeah it was pretty nice had a nice little holiday with the family and uh getting back into some hockey it was fun seeing some of the world juniors and looking forward to the the gophers playing almost every weekend here on out yeah that's gonna be nice you know i i saw some of your photos you posted of your of your children on facebook and boy does your boy look a lot like you well, I hope that's a compliment. <laughs> it is. It's a good-looking kid. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty fun. Hammy, how was your break? Well, my break was an extra week longer, so it was even better. So There's nothing wrong with that. It was uh, pretty good, you know. I mean, I, I don't get – I am kind of a weird fan in a sense that I don't get into the World Juniors like a lot of people do. I mean, I, I don't mind watching the games, but what? I don't really – yeah, I just don't really. I you know, it's not like I don't have national pride, you know, and and the U.S. But I just, I don't know what it is. I just maybe it's because all those years the Gophers were losing players, and I'd be like, man, I hate this crap with all. This. And it, but you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't have a well. This year they didn't have any players, so I guess I had no reason to bitch this year. But nonetheless, I, I guess I don't get into it quite like some people do, but. You know, I'm I'm glad when they win. Of course, I'm happy for them. You know, I've gotten into it more these last few years, but uh, I'm kind of with you. Back in you know in the '90s, you know, we're losing all those star players, and they'd go off to the World Juniors and get their asses kicked. Uh, There wasn't much incentive, but you know, eventually they kind of snuck a win in there, and 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 it is kind of that you know U.S. pride thing. I think you know, kind of like you know, I, I I don't follow soccer. But I watch the World Cup when the U.S. is in it because it's more of a you know a U.S. thing than a uh, than a sport thing. I guess I don't know. I totally get. You. I mean, I I that's how I am. But I just I think I'm just compared to. I get maybe it's because I look at the different message boards and yeah. people really getting into it, and I'm just like you know, well, I, I want them to win, but I'm not like freaking out if something doesn't go quite our way or whatever. So. I'm well, more of a casual fan than a diehard in that sense. Well, we love to rip on the Canadians when the Canadians lose, but V. Yes, I admit, <laughs> I, I like that. I agree. <laughs> that that is fun, but the thing is, it's it's you know, the, you know, we beat the Canadians. That was fun. They didn't make it and do all this good stuff, but you know, uh, Vigs, uh, it's the Russians who've been killing the Americans the last few years. <laughs> well, the Russians always have a lot of goal scoring talent, and and they take these rivalries pretty seriously. Um, and the other thing is with these World Junior tournaments is the discipline and the and the penalties are so crucial, and that's what killed uh, yes. the U.S. team last year. Um, and it's one of the reasons why I think this tournament's a lot of fun to watch. It, you know, you get these young, highly skilled players in these situations, and um, there's a lot of goal scoring, and there's not a lot of defense. You know, because everyone want, wants to make a, a big scene in the World Juniors for the scouts. And it's just it's fun hockey to watch. Well, the surprising thing is that the U.S. team actually played very good defense. 
At least that's what well, I, I thought. That, I mean, they, I mean, I think, it, they gave up two goals. They gave up three goals. You know, at the maximum, but they were pretty staunch defensively. Yeah, I think one of the things Probably was because- with Ron Wilson this year is he picked a, a team that had scoring lines and defensive lines, and it was a, a real point of emphasis for him to have that real team structure. Were you going to say, Hammy, that they you know they kicked off the right guy at the end? No, I was going to say they didn't have any goal for defensemen on the team this year, so that's why they might have been a little bit tougher on their own end. <laughs> uh, well, you know, you know. Here, let me get to a question on on Twitter actually that I saw, kind of about that. He goes, uh, Eric Raymond was wondering, maybe old news, but opinions on Collins at World Juniors. Um, weird decisions. Not surprised. I, I, I don't know. He didn't make it. He was cut. I mean, he, he got the trip over there or something. Then he got cut. That must have been disappointing. But you know what? I don't. I think he was just invited because he was one of those U.S. players that just kind of automatically get invited. What do you think? It, well, they do tend, I think, favor some of those yeah. guys because of the time they put in. I mean, I can't speak for. I mean, I'm, obviously, they have players that weren't on that team as well. But you know. I do think that that does play a little bit of favoritism at times because they're just more familiar with the player. Well, they left off a lot of familiar players. They left off Alec Tuke, who is a first-round pick by the Wild. Um, Jeremy Bracco, I think, is a second-round pick. Um, Connor? Uh, a couple. Kyle Connor. Connor from Michigan, who just killed the Gophers. <laughs> yeah. It's like, thank you very much for leaving him with Michigan for, for us. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they made some weird decisions with the roster, and it, and it sort of panned out with them getting the bronze medal. But um, I, I think Collins at a tournament like that, where his size is such a huge factor because he's one of the older players, bigger players, stronger players, I think it could have been a you know a difference maker in some of those big games because he's just got so much reach where he can nullify rushes. You know, he can just pin a guy the, to the wall. Yeah, um, but he doesn't have the greatest speed, his, and this is a big speed I get, tournament. I get that, it, that his foot speed isn't, you know, necessarily tops in his age group, but, you know, the other thing is when you're 6'5", you know, it doesn't look like you're going as fast as you're actually going. Yeah. I don't see I don't see Collins getting beat, you know, on rushes, you know, down, down the ice. You know, he might get beat at the front of the net or coming out of the corner, but that's more positioning than I think it is speed. Well, I've seen you skate, and you're probably going a lot faster than I think so too. <laughs> well, thanks, but good guys <laughs> always get a you know a little bit of a magnifying glass because it doesn't look like they're yeah. going that fast, but they just have a longer stride. When you're a little guy, you know your strides over at about you know half the length <laughs> of a big guy, so you have to be Rocco Grimaldi and looking like a jitterbug on the ice uh, to be effective. Well, we you we mentioned Connor from Michigan, and let's kind of back up. You know, right before the break, uh, Gophers headed out to Michigan, and you know they got the split that weekend. But boy, the star of that weekend was definitely Mister Connor from Michigan. What he had the what he had the hat trick Friday night, two more goals Saturday night. Uh, the kid was all over the place. Anyone? <laughs> no, yeah, I, if you look at it. Go ahead, Hammy. Yeah, I mean, he's was well, he was very, very successful in junior hockey. I mean, if you look at his background, he, he was really good for three years in the USHL, and especially as a you know an underage player in that league. I mean, that's pretty impressive. And um, you know, you kind of had to expect that he was going to be a pretty impactful player, especially being a first round pick. And 
Um, he's definitely lived up to the, uh, you know, the hype in, in terms of, and, you know, it's kind of like one of those guys that Michigan seems to get. It's like, he'll do well for a year and it'll be, see you later. I'm off to the pros. And then red will be like, damn it. You know, why are these kids leaving early? It's like, cause you're a dumbass and you recruit them and they leave after a year. I mean, so that's, I mean, you know, it's great to have them for the year, but it, you know, don't complain about it then when they leave. So. Well, let's talk about that weekend. Obviously, the Gophers go out there Friday night on the back on December 11th, almost a month ago now, and get killed eight to three. Vigs, not good. Yeah, yeah, just an ugly second period that pretty yeah. much lost them the game. Um, you know, they they get a power play goal to tie it up, and then they give up. You know, I think it's five straight or six straight, seven straight, whatever, to to lose the game in in kind of an embarrassing fashion. Um, it's it's tough when you play a team like Michigan. If you start turning the puck over and forcing the game, it could be a long, ugly night, and that's what it turned into. And uh, you know, we saw you know a couple couple goalies get action in that one, and none of them performed very well. Um, so it was definitely an ugly start to the weekend. Well, uh, on the better side, Hammy, they did recover. They probably got uh, quite a stern talking to, and they did come back Saturday with a three-two victory. Much more sound defensive, a much better team game Saturday night. Well, exactly. I mean, this team, I mean, we we know they are what they are. This year, they're not going to be that run-and-gun type of team. If they're going to be winning games, it's probably going to be because they play pretty good defense and, you know, they get their two to three goals. And, I mean, obviously, we would like it to be more of the up-and-down-the-rink style that we've become used to over the years, but that's just really not how they're built, you know, this year, whether it's due to uh, some youth in some spots or whatever it might be, but uh, that's just not how they're going to be winning games. So, um, that's the kind of game that they have to win, you know, just play really good defense and, and against some of these more potent teams and then uh, hopefully keep yourself in the game and win it in a third. Well, obviously, you know, people completely melted down after that Friday game because it was an embarrassment, but people felt a little better after Saturday and, uh, you know, took the nice break off, blah, 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 coming back, Mariucci Classic, and they play UConn. Three to two victory, Vigs. Did you see the game? Because I did not. <laughs> I didn't, and they actually played better than the score indicated. I think. Okay. Um, they, they really stuck to their game. They didn't chase the game, even though they weren't scoring on their opportunities. They were generating plenty of chances, but I didn't think they were being reckless. And that's the thing that I think it could catch up with this team is if if they get any games like they did in the Friday night against Michigan where they start chasing the game and forcing plays that aren't there and you know not covering for guys who pinch and things like that they can get into a lot of trouble but i think with the Connecticut game you know they stayed really patient and um you know they they stuck with their game and they were rewarded with it which was good to see yeah i was at a wedding that night completely missed it didn't feel like coming down to marriage for saturday so i missed that one too um <laughs> i was slacking I, I don't care i was slacking well yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of – I mean, the Gophers haven't won this, what, since 2012, is it, or something like that? I can't remember what exactly when the yeah, last so time now won it's three, it. three years in a row. Yeah, so it's not like a big shocker that they might have, you know, not quite done so hot. And I don't know if it's like they, they had a little bit of a Christmas break hangover or what the hell it is, but uh, just haven't been doing it lately, even with good, real good teams in recent years, so – I'm not shocked, you know, and Harvard's a good team, so they played well, and um, so you can't complain in that sense because they are a good team that they lost to, but you kind of do want to win those games, especially OT, it kind of sucks. 
Well, Veeks, I do know you went Saturday night, so you saw the game. And let me tell you, Frank and Wally on the radio were just gleaming over this game. They said it was well, just one well, of the fun. They said it was one of the funnest games they had seen all season. It was. A, it was just you know, obviously uh, solving their goaltender uh, at, at first was you know Madsen. Uh, just getting a goal past him because he's had such a wonderful season. And they finally break through late in the second period, build it up. I mean, they, they were just really excited about how, you know, they lost the game, but it was a fun game. And they that's what they were saying, at least. No, it was definitely a fun game to watch. I, I think one of the reasons was because Harvard, their defensemen aren't the most skilled skaters. And so there, there are these big gaps for the gopher forwards to take advantage of. And if you watch Leon Brissett this year, he's really taking advantage of guys with bad gap. And he, and he did that on a Saturday night um, a couple times and, and created some goals, uh, which is a lot of fun to watch. It's, you know, when Minnesota can get speed coming up the rink, get a clean zone entry and, and get their offense going right away, that's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, you know, when they're playing against a, a more aggressive team in the neutral zone and have to dump and chase all night, you know, that's not as entertaining. So the fans who were there, and you know, I think there were probably 7,000, 7,500 fans there, uh, got to see some great hockey, and it was it was fun to watch. It it was too bad to to see the way the game ended in overtime, because uh, you know the Bristad Novak fashion line had done a great job checking Harvard's top line with um, Jimmy Vesey all night, and then in the overtime, the fourth line is on the ice. And they're all trying to get off, and Harvard ends up getting a three-on-one rush, which is just a, a brutal way to end of the game. I'm sorry, but uh, what the hell is the fourth line doing out on the ice in overtime? Well, it seemed like Lucio was trying to match up every once in a while to get a lineup advantage, and I think the Harvard coach just caught him. And the Gophers had a three-on-one rush going one way. They turn it over trying to make a, you know, Something a stupid play, Ugh. a skilled play trying to force a pass to Bischoff, and it doesn't get there. And Harvard goes the other way, and Gophers are trying to change, and it, you know it's just too bad because when you give a guy like VZ that kind of opportunity, you know he's very calm on the puck. He's got a low panic point, so he made a great play. Hammy, this was kind of reminiscent of the Mankato game uh, a couple months ago. Gophers, you know, they took the lead late, and they can't hold the lead. Give it up a late goal. Actually, in the Mankato game, they what they give up two late goals. And this game, you know, they they finally get into it. They get the lead late in the game. They give up the extra man goal and give it up in overtime, just like the Mankato game. Can this team finish? It doesn't look like they can very well. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that we've definitely had some tough losses and, and this year, and it's those are the ones that, to me, you look back on, and you you know, especially when you're right out on the bubble, you know, if you're trying to get in the uh, NCAA's, and you're like, you can pick those one or two games and those one or two moments in hindsight that really hurt your team, and um, you know, certainly those are the situations that you really hope that uh, the guys are going to hold on to and and uh, you know get some of the W's instead of the losses. So it, yeah, it was tough. It's tough to lose games that way. If any of you guys listening live have any questions for us, just uh, jump on Twitter and use the hashtag GPL Podcast. We will try to answer some of your questions. Um, I'm going to go to some of the questions right now. We've got uh, Patrick. Sorry, can't. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. He wants to know who is the recruit who got away. Recruit Gophers who were in on. 
who ended up at another school. I'm just trying to decipher it. Um, right off the bat, maybe Besser? Yeah, I mean, I think that that would probably be the one that's most obvious because, uh, you know, simply because of he's doing well at North Dakota and, you know, scoring a lot of goals. And, um, you know, the Gophers really had a lot of opportunity to get him. You know, honestly, I don't think that um, some of the turmoil that was going on within the team last year kind of helped their cause. I think that that definitely kind of hurt them. And um, so, I mean, I think that that would probably be the most obvious. I mean, they're in on different players, but. Um, you know, if I were going to pick one guy, I'm sure that that would be the one guy that everybody would kind of point to this year. Anyone else out there? I mean, you're always going to miss on people, but. Well, right. I mean, and some of it, you know, I think people get a little caught up at times and they don't realize that, okay, when they see the Gophers name attached to a particular recruit during the process, it's not necessarily that they offered the recruit. They might've been, you know, in contact or scouting or whatever, but, uh, you know, sometimes people take what is said in a you know, newspaper article a little too literally and act like everybody kind of had the same <laughs> situation there, and it's not necessarily that way. It's, but, you know, it's certainly in Besser's case, you know, that's um, you know that's a guy that they definitely were after, and certainly he's had a really good year. So you can't, you know, that'd be the guy that'd be the most obvious one. Any thoughts on that, Viggs? I'm right with Hammy. Besser would be the obvious one. But at the same time, you know, he might not be one of those guys who's going to play college hockey for a long time. Yeah. You know, he's had success this year already. He had, you know, a good World Juniors. And, um, you know, he might be short for uh, NCAA and might be in the AHL here soon. We can only well, hope. that's the thing that – yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing is that people – you know, you kind of have to look over the course of several years to know, you know, what recruits are doing well or not doing well. And as far as, you know, the impact they made during college, I mean, it's great to have, you know, some of these real high impact guys their first year. But then it's kind of like if they leave after a year or something happens with injury or maybe they just don't start progress, you know, keep progressing the way that you want. I mean, so you can't really judge too soon. But as far as what we've seen through half a season, I think that. That's clearly the most obvious choice. Yeah, but you know, it does get to the point where you know what, I, you know, how many goals does Besser have? Was he at twelve, thirteen, something ridiculous already? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. I guess I'd have to look here real quick. Uh, I mean, the I most any goal just he's among the leaders. Yeah, I mean, 13. the most any gopher has is nine goals right now. And I'm sorry if we could get this guy for one year and he's he's scoring like that. You know what? I'll take it. Because all of, well, not, our guys aren't scoring like that. Well, I'm not obviously. It, you know, it's hard to say how a guy is. Gonna, you know, if he's going to yeah. have the same production. You know, because of the line mate situation, or uh, yeah, I'm sure he still would do real well here. You know, no matter where he would go, he'd probably do very well. So I don't think it really has to do with necessarily the. I mean, that's the thing that people always overrate about. You know, the number of guys that a team has in the NHL. Yeah. You know, you know, all that stuff, it's like, look, a, a guy like Zach Parisi or Thomas Vanek or some of these, they're going to be in the NHL. They could go to Michigan Tech. They could go to Anchorage. They go wherever. They're still going to be in the NHL. So I think people get a little bit too worked up and uh, hyped up with the whole um, development thing and whatever. These guys are high-end talents coming into college, and a lot of their development has already been done by youth coaches and junior coaches and whatever. Not that – the college coaches don't contribute. Of course they do. And they help some guys more than others, but a lot of these guys, they're going to make it anyway. All right. Uh, one more question, kind of going back to the juniors, uh, Tim Hapke wants to know 
Do you think the Gophers will have anyone on the World Junior Team next year? Hammy, we got any guys coming in that can uh, crack the lineup? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, you know, honestly, for me, it's more I, I don't have as great a familiarity with, you know, who the other guys might be as far mm-hmm. as up for, you know, who's returning. I, like I said, I'm more of a casual World Juniors guy. So for me to be able to sit here and say, you know, this guy or that, I mean, we have some guys that certainly have the talent to be up for it, but whether or not they would fit into the grand scheme, I mean, you know, I think Lindgren's a really good player on the you know the U.S. team. I mean, he certainly could have an opportunity, but I don't know, you know, who else might be returning, and if they, you know, I mean, that plays a role in it as well. So it's hard for me to personally make that kind of an answer. That's fair enough. Fair enough. Well, before we move on to Penn State, let's uh, take a minute and listen to a word from our sponsor. Vintage Minnesota Hockey wants you to take a step back in time and keep the memories of Minnesota hockey heritage alive forever. VintageMNHockey.com features history from around the entire state of Minnesota. One feature that I enjoy on a daily basis is the This Day in Minnesota Hockey History that is on their website. They have tons of info on what's happening on any particular day in Minnesota hockey history. One thing as a listener that you may be interested in is the store at Vintage Minnesota Hockey. They offer all kinds of custom throwbacks from Minnesota hockey and local college teams. And as a GPL podcast listener, you just need to enter the promo code GPL podcast, one word, all lowercase, to get a 10% discount on any order. So visit Vintage Minnesota Hockey at VintageMNHockey.com. All right, boys. Penn State doing pretty well this season. 12-3-3 overall. Um, They haven't played as many games in the Big Ten yet, but, uh, boy, they're doing pretty good so far there, Viggs. Well, they're definitely a team that likes to shoot the puck. They've always done that. (laughs) Yeah, that definitely seems seems to be a Godowski uh, theme is to get across the blue line and fire the puck, so... You know, good things happen when you get the puck on net, and, and they get over 40 shots a game. Um, they haven't played a great schedule. I think their their big games were a split with Notre Dame, um, and then that's that's really about it. Um, they've played a lot of other minor teams, and so it's hard to know just how good this team is. Um, I think they're a, a veteran team. They've got a lot of juniors and seniors in their lineup. Um, so they definitely have that experience factor coming this weekend and a, and a great atmosphere at Pagula. Well, now, they haven't played, obviously, the schedule, but they are 12-3, you know, 12 wins, and uh, winning does help quite a bit. I mean, well, I think it, compared to the Gophers, you know, who aren't winning, obviously have a tougher schedule, but, you know, winning builds confidence. I mean, it's it's not a bad thing, I'll tell you that. No, confidence definitely plays a big factor in how well a team can go out and play. Um, but at the same time, when you're seeing the, the speed that a team like Minnesota can bring, it's a, it's a different environment. Confidence can only do so much. Um, so I think it's a, it's a big uh, prove-it weekend for Penn State. Hammy, is it a big prove-it weekend for Minnesota? Well, I mean, I think we've certainly seen that I don't think it's a really a prove it weekend so much for the Gophers because they have played some pretty quality competition throughout the first half of the year. I mean, I think their strength of schedule right now is like number eight or somewhere. It's in a top 10. I know that. And certainly a lot more of a challenging schedule than what Penn state has had. And they have, I think theirs was in the forties somewhere. So 
Um, I don't look at it quite as a prove it. I mean, yes, obviously it's a road weekend on the, you know, in, in conference and um, you want to at a minimum kind of do what you did in Michigan. So um, in that sense, I, I you, you want to keep that train rolling and, and splitting on the road at least. But uh, I don't think it's a prove it weekend because I think that they've played certainly much more difficult teams to this point. Well, I know it's going to make the fans happy, but yes, one of the games is not on TV again this week. I believe you could stream it if you want to pay for it on B- BTN Plus, but uh, only Big Ten Network Friday night and Saturday afternoon. Yes, two o'clock game. Make sure you pay attention. Um, boy, not what we thought we were going to get with the Big Ten, huh, Viggs? Well, it's kind of an interesting story. I reached out to Penn State today to, to find out why they're playing that afternoon game. Uh-huh. And typically it's TV dictating late start Saturday times for them. Mm-hmm. Whereas for us, you know, TV would dictate a non-late start or a really late start. <laughs> um, it's because they want to give their fans an opportunity to see both games and just stay in Happy, Happy Valley for one night. Mm-hmm. So that's why they do it. Um, they try to get you know a Friday night game and a Saturday afternoon game so all their fans can see both games and only have to stay one night there. Um, so it's a little bit different uh, for Minnesota people who are affiliated with the university. You can log into your VPN and stream Big Ten Network so you don't have to pay for it. So if there's any uh, followers out there who you know have a X500 account with the university, they can watch it that way too. Interesting. Does that work for us alums, too, that haven't been there for grad school for if, 10 years? If you, if you can log into the Cisco AnyConnect VPN, you should be able to log in, and then uh, Big Ten Network will recognize you as being on campus and uh, let you stream the game. Huh, I might have to check that out. Hook us We're up, Biggs. Hook us up. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll tweet some directions uh, leading up to Saturday's game. It's a nice little feature. Don't get in trouble, I'll tell you that. Hey, I'm not the one giving the access. <laughs> Boy, you know, the university hands out those, you know, access for, for certain media with all the stats and stuff that's automatically updated. Boy, it's almost like a death threat. They're like, don't share this with anyone in the public. Well, they don't want the bandwidth to be in it. Well, issue, that's so. true, but man, it's like, Keep it don't share this with anybody. <laughs> it's like, whoa, <laughs> take it easy. We're not going to do that. Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know what to think, guys. I mean, they've been successful against Penn State, you know, 7-1 and 0 all time. The only t- eight times they've ever met was, you know, since the Big Ten started. Um, you know, we've we've done well there. We, you know, we've won three, lost one at Penn State, one in overtime. Um, boy, I'd love to see a sweep, guys, just to get back above 500 again. Well, who wouldn't want to sweep? Of course, you'd want to sweep. I, well, yeah, I just, but I mean, know, I mean, they just need something positive now because it seems like every time they kind of build something up, they, you know, they do something stupid, like give up a lead late in the game against Harvard. Well, I think that that's kind of the the kind of team we have this year. You know, we're going to have to live with some mistakes with some guys that are kind of younger and uh, some guys that just really haven't stepped up the way that we expected this year. And um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's frustrating to see some of these guys that you really were counting on coming into this year, and they just haven't really particularly uh, done well at this to this point, to the halfway point. Obviously, there's still a lot of games to play, but uh, it's been disappointing for some of these guys. So hopefully they'll have a better second half, and maybe it'll be a little bit of a run. But 
uh, they, they definitely have a long ways to go. Well, my guy was going to be Connor Riley. You know, he had such a big early season last year. He was, well, he was leading the team in scoring, I believe, at you know b- before he was injured. And really, you know, he's had a couple of assists here and there, but he really hasn't done anything. Well, he got a lot of his points last year on the power play. Yeah. He looked really comfortable one-timing the puck there. And he just hasn't looked comfortable. Uh, yeah, he hasn't year. done any of that. <laughs> we need him to. Yeah, I mean, they've been taking it away a little bit, but he's just, even when he does have the opportunities, he's not, you know, whether it's the flexibility in the, in the knees or the, the strength or the, you know, ability to get open, you know, he's struggled with that piece of it in his game. Hey, so he definitely does not look like the same player to me this year. And, and if anything, I've seen him even make some kind of big mistakes on the de- defensive end, you know, that uh, kind of cost the team. So I, it just has not been, something has been wrong. And I would imagine it probably is, you have that many knee injuries over, you know, over the course of a handful of years. And I would imagine it'd probably be health related. One goal, six assists. Not good. Not nope. good at all. I mean, Obviously, I think Lucia was kind of counting on him to return and kind of return to form like he was last year, but it's just not happening. And obviously, you know, we've been ragging on other guys like, uh, you know, like Camerata. Really, he's been. Vinny. Vinny, yeah. But but if you look, I mean, right now we've, we've got some, you know, Brodzinski and Bischoff. They should not be outscoring guys like Letary and Camerata. I mean, they just shouldn't. They're defensemen. Well, definitely not, definitely not Cammy. I mean, he's a guy that we paid, you know, a lot of scholarship to to come in to, to the U, and certainly uh, he has not lived up to it the last year and a half. I mean, he had a pretty good first year, but he just has not shown anything. And I don't know, you know, if it's a mental thing or if he just can't handle some adversity. I don't, I don't know what it is, but uh, – you know that def- he's definitely been a disappointment over the last you know almost a year and a half. Well, you know, you I, f- go ahead. I was just going to say, I think the funny thing with Camerata is, I think the last three games at least his game has picked up a little bit. He's starting to to be more aggressive and figure out ways for for him, despite his size, to win some battles. You know, by darting in, lifting a stick, getting in the puck, and getting out of there. I think before, you know, he was kind of a little bit more lackadaisical engaging with players. I think now he's being quicker and more aggressive. You know, he's not a real fast guy, but he, you know, has good stick skills to, to win puck battles that way. And I think he's he's looked a little bit better the last three games. So yeah. maybe this is something that's yeah. a trend for him. I don't know, Vegas. He's got six points in 17 games. Well, he's got a goal and an assist in the past oh, three. Oh, he took one off the face mask, didn't he? Yeah, he's on he's fire. Oh come on! I that's a that's... goal and an assist in three games, man. That's on fire for him, baby. Whatever happened hey, to for, a uh, whatever happened to having a gopher that actually competed for scoring titles? Well, it's not like we've had been devoid of those kind of guys. Well, we have years. been though. Just, well, I mean, not what kind of a, I mean, what scoring title are you talking about? Are you talking about nationally? Yeah. Remember when we had this kid named Patoni who scored almost 40 goals in a season? And he wasn't even a finalist, which was ridiculous. But, I mean, we used to have guys score, you know, lead, you know, up at the top of the, the of the league and the top of the NCAA. We always have somebody in there. But 
it's just unheard of now. We, we, we always spread the wealth and blah, blah, blah. And we, we need some 20 goal scorers. We need some 30 goal scorers. That's just not at Minnesota anymore. We just don't have that. Well, I mean, we're, I don't know. Personally, I would rather have, you know, them rolling lines and get some depth and just rely heavily on, you know, maybe one or two lines and have a couple guys like just overloaded in the points department. Everybody else is mediocre or, or you know, below average. So, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. It's nice to have those kinds of guys that you can really lean on. But um, at the same time, I, I think that the approach they've used over the years and having more of a, a depth, quality of depth and scoring that's always been their advantage you know when we've had really good seasons we've had at least three lines that were pretty potent and occasionally the fourth line would be consistent so i don't know you look back at 2002 what did johnny pole have close to 80 points well yeah but i mean this is a little bit different it was a little bit different but you know those years that we were winning national titles we had guys way up at the top there leading the country in scoring okay but look at the team that have won in recent years. It's not like they've been like littered with high-scoring guys. Johnny Gaudreau, you know? are you kidding me? Eichel, I mean, they didn't win, but Eichel was there. I mean, these guys are superstars. I get that, I get that but not I – mean, who is a superstar on Yale? Okay? I mean, you, you could you could say that uh, with Union it was a defenseman, but, I mean, it wasn't like he was – you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like I get that, but it, you, you can't just say that that's really the answer when you have, see these teams winning national titles for – um, you know, when they are pretty much a de- you know depth oriented teams with some good players, of course, but not like that just super elite guy that they're leaning on. Well, it's just frustrating. Very frustrating. All right, what do you think this weekend, guys? Penn State split sweep, six points, five points, two points. Go, Hammy. Ah, uh, well, <laughs> I think it's definitely going to be a split of some sort i mean i don't you know whether it's a four to two or what you know i don't know what that part's gonna probably end up being but i do believe that we'll get some road points on this trip and hopefully come out of it you know in a similar style to uh, what we saw with um you know the michigan i mean i think there'll be one ot i would i'm just saying i think there'll be a one ot game and how that ends up i don't know Viggs, uh duchio has always kind of had the philosophy you know if you could at least split on the road in league you're doing good. Is it a split this weekend, or are you going to go a little more than that? Uh, I feel like it's going to be a win and a shootout loss. I just have that feeling that, that that's going to happen, Ooh. that they're going to get in a tie game. I feel like they they could have a lead and, and give them up. Choke it up again? again. Well, yeah, I, They I better not do that again. That's going to piss me off. <laughs> I, I think the one thing I hope that they learn is not to be so overly aggressive when the, the opponents pull their goalie and have that extra attacker. You know, Minnesota's been talking about playing a, a, a box-and-one type penalty kill look against these teams, and I just think that they get too aggressive. They get out of their space you know, around the home plate, and Shearhorn gets too aggressive playing the shooter. I think that's been the problem in, in all these games. I think they've given up three now um, goals at the end of the game with the other team pulling the goalie. And they just need to solve this because, you know, this season they're going to have more of those. You know, this isn't the team that's going to score five goals a night. You know, they're going to be three, two type games and have to defend at the, in the last minute. And it's definitely been a problem. Yeah, well, we'll have to see. I'm going to say sweep, guys. I'm jumping on the bandwagon, at least for tonight. 
Yeah, what what could he do? You always say that. I you know. know. You weren't even there last weekend. Yeah, I, I was sitting on my computer listening. Okay. <laughs> I didn't feel like getting dressed <laughs> or showering. It was a good day. And that's different than what? How many different days? Oh, you jackbag! You just sit around in your grungy stuff, oh. anyways, and don't shower. In my hammer pants. <laughs> I, I see. I see your your wife complaining about it all the time on Facebook. Of course she is. It's because I'm a slacker. I'll admit it. It's we all, know it. It's all good. It's all good. Well, that's going to wrap it up this week. Oh, wait. What do you got, Viggs? Well, I think this is a chance for Minnesota to gain some momentum. They're playing Penn State. They get Michigan State, who looks like one of the worst teams in the Big Ten. And then they get to go to Wisconsin. So here's you know, six games in three weeks. And I think the team played well in the Marriage Classic. You know, they should come out of the stretch in, in good position in the conference. Let's hope so. Or else I'm just going to get pissed off again. What can you do? Remember, you can follow Hammy on Twitter at Hammy Hockey and uh, Vigo on Twitter at E Vigo. You know, we'll be back next week. It'll recap the series and preview the series with Michigan State Spartans. Oh boy. Let's just hope they do well this week, guys. We'll see. Till then, thanks for listening. <laughs>